This is for the nerves, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know. What is poppin' everybody? <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Only Friends Podcast, where you know I'm joined by my only friends. Which includes? Which includes my sidekick, oh. Conrad Simpson, who is over here to my left. The Tortuga bit is Sad. fucking dead. Bravo, did you put my goddamn camera on yet? Sad Morocco. We sat, we sat. It's a goddamn my conspiracy. Boy, my boy Tortuga is in the building. What's poppin', Tortuga? Goddamn conspiracy. Oh, no, these fucking guys are out of control. Yeah. How much did he pay him to do that? It was purposeful. Oh, we're going to have to go to you, Berkey. I accidentally forgot to open uh, Conrad's camera. Yeah, that's bullshit. Just, that's our editor taking constructive feedback from <laughs> the audience, and we appreciate that. Thank you, Guapo. The audience says in you? Uh, whatever, man. It's, <laughs> we, we've, reached, we've reached a consensus. The tortuga has to die. The consensus is only between you and Landon. That's fine. And... and it, that, we, that's not enough. I don't know if you. Know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we pay the goddamn bills. I'm sorry, that's not enough. Sorry. Nobody, nobody's watching. They're all watching the pirates. It's true. Yeah, I do pay my bills. I just tried to do my taxes. <laughs> he was waiting to Let's say that. Right, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> please, please tell the audience the story of how you went about your taxes this year. And oh. I, I, I want the full lead up to uh, to yesterday. The lead up to yesterday was I was scared. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to get yelled at. Mm-hmm. And I just took an estimate as to what I had go through my bank account last year. How did you do this? <laughs> I looked at a tax estimation. I know how much money goes through my bank account. So you just, on three days after taxes were due, because yesterday was the 19th, I No, believe? no, they were due on the 18th this year, because the oh, okay. 15th fell on a weekend. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, so yesterday was tax day. Yeah, he got them in on time. Mm -hmm. And you just decided, like, no accountant necessary. I came up with the number. You just randomly pulled a number from air. And I, p I paid that number. And did you have that money in your bank account? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get a negative bank account, got wired money from a friend. So I'm back. I'm Wait, back, baby. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm back. He panicked, paid his taxes. Panic. <laughs> without actually filing his, his, like, he didn't file a return. Is there a... Wait. This isn't a thing. Did you even file a return? No, right? Who no. did you see? You just sent, you just you wrote sent a check money. to the IRS? <laughs> yeah. He literally went to his bank account and said, okay, this is 20%. Here, you have to, the IRS. But you have to file. Do you, though? Yes. <laughs> you don't just send him money and be like, here you guys go. That's I what I said. We're, we're good, right? That's what I said. <laughs> you could have wrote that down a lot, too. He... Like I probably did. I found with the number that I put. He he. Uh, All right, let's not give away too much. He sends here. a screenshot to the group of his negative bank balance. <laughs> <laughs> I go, what? What are you doing? This is not how taxes work. You have to file a return and then pay your estimates, and you know, then it gets worked out at the end. You need an accountant for this. And he's like, I just sent the money. Like that's how it works. I owe, I pay. <laughs> and I'm like, you're going to end up broke and in but jail. How do, you, how do you know what you he owe? He doesn't. Unless you file. Like, there's, there's different, like, certain uh, are things. Are you of the here. impression that, like, just whatever amount of money you earn in a year, it's just an auto 40% goes to the government? No. I, I took some liberties. <laughs> but at the same time, it's probably pretty accurate. 
I bet you I got overpaid. a text. I got a te- I probably overpaid. It, I, every you, single time I pay taxes, I've overpaid. I didn't give you guys 1099s. I just pay 60k. Did you talk yeah, to? Dumb. Did you talk to Jeff? You know he's a, a attorney for the IRS. Well, that's not who he wants to talk to. Well, uh, no, but honestly, I mean, he might be able to be like, "Hey, like you can get some of this money back if you do this, this, and this." Apparently, if you uh, file correctly, they just give you yeah you know, a refund. A, you yeah, should get yeah, some yeah, sort yeah. of refund. As right. the quote, the quote yeah. says from like the internet article, they will simply give you your money back. <laughs> so, oh, well, that's wonderful. <laughs> Basically, you're just like, listen, I don't want to go to jail. Here's a whole pile of cash. You hold on to that. I'll go do my taxes at a later time, and then you know we'll sort it out That's after that. That's how extensions this is work, way right? way more than what I yeah. owe you, so don't put me in jail. I mean, honestly... Uh, it's kind of a decent strategy. Obviously, it's a ridiculous yes. thing to do, but mm-hmm. he's fading fees. So now, without having filed an extension, he's going to, by default, land with an extension. Yeah. And he's not going to get charged these absorbent fees between now and October. What you're saying is I cooked. I, mean, I, think, I think you got cooked. I, you, I think <laughs> you put I think, a Band-Aid on a wound that needed many stitches. I think we're on, I think we're on our way to uh, universal health care and uh, inf- like high-speed high rails everywhere, all thanks to you. You're going to pay for it all. <laughs> I'm doing so much. I appreciate Listen, that. Listen, man. The American here. public, the people of America... <laughs> Thank you for your service. Listen, I'm not the hero you, you guys wanted. I'm the hero you guys need. <laughs> yeah. I've given so much money to taxes, uh, though. I might be one of the best tax-paying citizens while not knowing how taxes works. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 all, all my friends, man, I know how to get out of this shit. Me and, like, I don't want to go to jail, man. Please leave me alone. You've paid your unfair share. For Honestly, her. for what it's worth... That's better than just not paying them at all. No, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's way better than being ignored. No, of course, it. but it's it's yeah. it's also just like, you know, it's a system that's set up in a specific way where, you know, you pay accountants to do their job and mm-hmm. then you pay what you're told. Where for Landon, it was just like, ah, I don't want to deal yeah. with all this 1099 bullshit. I'll just pay on money that isn't even mine. I didn't want to tax my friends. <laughs> we appreciate you, sir. Yeah, like that's that's our problem. I should just collect some money from you guys off tax. Like no. I paid all this money in tax, now you give me money. No, because that's not that. Ooh. That's the complicated part about taxes. Like that's not how it works. One dollar that you earn is not going to be taxed the same as one dollar that I earn or one dollar that right person over here earns. We should have an accountant on the podcast. We should actually, yeah. If Teresa's ever not busy, I'll I'll. Uh, Reach out no, because then she gets to yell at me on air. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. Wait, we do want that. No, we don't oh want God. that. Honestly. I sent a text. I just wrote, hey, sorry for being such a terrible uh, client. I'll be much better about this next year. <laughs> she just goes like, better late than never. And it's like, what I wanted to say, but what I, what I did say, it's like, I just didn't want to get yelled at. <laughs> and I said, yeah, sounds good. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't want to deal with this stuff, man. Yeah, I being wanna, an adult sucks, man. I just want to... You know? It doesn't, but it does. No, you know, it does. Like, I don't want to be the twelve-year-old. People are like, "Oh, I wish I was six again." I don't want to be six again. I like the age I'm at. You know, early twenties is wonderful. Sure. But if there was stuff that I could outsource to not have to deal with fucking taxes and just pay them and be fine, please. I mean, there is. You get an accountant. You, you still have to do like you know a sliver of work, but it's answering <sighs> questions like, "Where did this nine thousand dollars come from that you randomly had hit your account?" And you say, "Oh." Uh, that was from this thing or, you know, I wanted a cash game or whatever. Like you just, you know, you explain where I lost in a cash game yeah, or you lost in a cash game, whatever. Like you just explain why your bank activity looks the way that it looks. And then, you know, at the end of the day, your ass is covered. Yeah. It's uh, important to have your ass covered. I wish I had mm-hmm. 
Like a clone. You know how they got all the mobsters? Tax. Tax evasion. Yeah. Not because they kill people. No. They got away with that shit. Mm-hmm. They're all that, rotten in jail because they didn't pay the exact, goddamn taxes. That's exactly how they got Capone. They couldn't get him on anything else. Yeah. yeah. Imagine. The biggest gangster of all time. And the only reason why they got him on taxes, though, is because they were, like, funneled into needing to get him on something. It's also how they got Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wasn't I don't think he. I don't think he was actually doing anything else illegal. But. Nah, he was just getting good. <laughs> so, so, so what you're saying good. is, if you try to finesse the system, they'll get you. Well, what I'm saying is, you have to like be a part of the system. Like last year, I did pay. <laughs> like last year, or I guess two years ago, uh, you said you had a break-even year. I lost. Okay, so you lost money. And then by proxy of that, you just didn't file a return. Yeah, I lost. That's not how it works. <laughs> I, had, just... I had many money in my bank account. At the end of the year, I had fucking zero. <laughs> right, but that only that only works in your favor if you get audited because now you can demonstrate that like you didn't make any money. Oh, that I most certainly could demonstrate that. But like now you're likely to get audited because you just didn't file a fucking return. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I gave you guys so much money, leave me alone, It's like please. attendance, you know? You, I fucking hate attendance. You don't get credit for being in class if you don't raise your hand when they call your name. <laughs> uh, the way it worked when I went to school in college was like there was a little pin thing that you had to type in, and then once you did mm. that, you got attendance for the, for the day. So mm. if you had a friend that just gave you what the code was, you Scam. got attendance. No mm. way. Yeah. That's oh, good, man. That's I would have graduated with high honors. <laughs> you definitely did graduate high honors if you stayed. You would have had to stoned have all the time. Graduated first. Well, I would have graduated He'd if have been I in class every day. Uh-huh. That's the only reason why I failed. Because you weren't there. Yeah, I passed all the tests. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, That's own. how it works, right? You have to have like a certain amount of percentage of attendance. Yeah, I was. Mis- I think I was out for like eighty-three percent or something like that. <laughs> you wow. basically went to school on weekends. Something like that. That's <laughs> so weird. Like, Ninth and tenth grade, I missed eighty three percent of school. Missing school had like such a visceral, uh, like feeling inside of me of of just wrongness. Really? Oh man. Yeah. Like. Nah. I could never miss like yeah, half I the know. school days. Right. Between like, third and fifth grade, I went home every day at um right after gym. So like, uh, so it was like three days out of the week. I would go home right after gym, saying I had asthma. And I was just like, oh, my God, I have an asthma attack. My mom would get on the phone with the nurse. She's like, I'm a doctor. Can you please tell this motherfucker to shut up and go back to class? <laughs> and they're like, we can't do that. We have to let him go home. So I would just walk my ass right across the street home. Mm. Man. You would really get sad about missing school? Not sad. I would Remorse. get like, no, it was, it was like a... a, a sense feel like of, ashamed or like... A, it was like a sense of like fear and like yeah. fraught, like... I don't know. There was like, there would be like a certain pit to the, like it was a sense of irresponsibility. Right. Like I had, I had a certain sense of feeling responsible to doing what you're supposed to do at that age, which is go to school. Yeah. In junior high school. How are you 10 with this sense of responsibility? (laughs) Just go to the park and have fun. I mean, I didn't know people that like weren't going to school. Even better in like junior high school. Everyone you knew was at school. Yeah. In like junior high school, I had this bed where it had like, um, drawers underneath it and then in the back of it there was like a hiding space that you can go underneath the bed so every day i'd wake up and i'd just roll out of bed act like i'm doing something go shut my door and then go right underneath my bed and go to sleep <laughs> you, you know what it is too Burke? it's like we went to such a small school is that if you weren't in school everybody in school knew that you weren't in school that day. yeah it was, it was, it was a topic like, of discussion yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like there was three thousand four thousand people with the school topic of discussion. That like, it was yeah it was it was like why is this why is it in school I was like 5k kids in my school. There was none of that. 
yeah. I probably went uh I probably went hard the other way where <laughs> I almost never missed. There were like many, many, many years where I missed like one or fewer days. Mm -hmm. Like I would just miss Safe. skip day. That was it. Ah, oh, skip day was fun. That's day quite was insane, honestly. To only miss. I don't want to be home. The year. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> my fucking house was disgusting. It stunk like cigarette smoke, and there were cockroaches everywhere. My mom passed out in a fucking soma-induced coma. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to be home. There's no been, food there. There's no friends there. I would have been at school too. Take my ass to school. <laughs> and I was in high Give school. Give me that extra gym class. <laughs> when Price is Right was on. Yeah, we didn't have cable. <laughs> Price is Right wasn't on I'd cable. I watched Channel Two, Three, and Six. Yeah. That was it. Price is Right was on one of those channels. Yeah, and then you had to watch all the fucking soap operas afterwards. Mm, yeah. My high school had formal days, so like once every month you had to wear the, call it elevated uniform, and I just did not have this outfit, so it just became known that every day there was a formal day at high school, I was not going to be there. <laughs> I just took that day off every time. Sure. Every single time. It's like, oh, where's Landon? Oh, it's a formal day. He's not going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the same way, but it was more about work. Like, in the... 11 years at the bar the place i was bartending at i'd never missed a day of work same yep. thing with school never missed a day that's, of that's school. why you're i just here, feel buddy. guilty mm -hmm. we love that you guilt. feel guilty yep. some days i didn't go to school because i just wanted to sleep like yeah. I, when i was in high school i did the ib diploma and my mom let me kind of do whatever i wanted as long as i got this diploma so some days i'll just be super tired just from playing video games so it's 5 a.m and i'm like you know what i don't want to go to school today yep. so i just didn't <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if guapo's like five gonna be five minutes late, he, like he texts the group he's like hey guys just want to let you know i'm gonna be five minutes late i'm like you get here 45 minutes before everyone else <laughs> before we That's think right. about but leaving it, the house yeah, i'm like is <laughs> never gonna know if you're 25 minutes late how would they know it's like literally 12 or 11 40 and we're yeah. like sitting in the living room. We're like, what time is the podcast today? <laughs> to be fair, that was you that was sitting in the podcast. <laughs> we were all sitting in the living room. I was doing work. I was making the thumbnail and sending assets to Guapo to have ready for today. You were wandering around like it wasn't a Wednesday where we had to be here at a normal time. <laughs> well, you know. Listen, man. You so, got fucked up my schedule. Huh, we're doing noon, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> would have thought. Listen, what, man. What a novel idea. Some people have to crawl their way to work. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's uh, that's a great segue, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, oh. <laughs> I thought we started with that. God Respect. damn it! That, that, that was pretty clean. That was that, that, that was really yeah. clean. But the bulk of the show is about prop betting, so it's a little early to jump into that. Before we get into uh, all of the glorious prop bets well done, that the poker community has seen, uh, we have a few other things to to touch on <laughs> that are going on in the Twitter sphere. My man Dankness, he's, he's here. He's clapping back. He's cooking. Bad week for upswing, guys. Man. <laughs> Real bad week upswing for upswing stonks are low this week. They are getting ratioed left and right. I mean, it's just Oprah dishing out cars here. You get a ratio. You get a ratio. You get a ratio. I think in the fee <laughs> in the fee uh thread. Not only did I ratio Fee's original tweet, but then Rob Young responded to me also ratioing Fee's original tweet. <laughs> Just like getting doled out everywhere. So my man, Mike Brady, I actually like Mike a lot. He's Same. never said a crossword about me, but he made the mistake of having a little fun at Dankness's expense, and now here we are. What's up, guys? A lot of drama going on out there in the poker Twitter world. Um, I tried to be a good boy. I tried to stay out of it, but I see my name has been dragged into this, so it's time. It's time to have a tough conversation with Mike Brady. Look, Mike, I know you work for Upswing Poker. I don't know if Doug put you up to this or what, but it's clear that you're trying to talk about some things that are outside of your wheelhouse, like having sex or going outdoors. So I want to explain something to you, Michael. There are these things that exist called home games. 
And if you get invited to one of these puppies and you perform well, you drink, you have fun, you interact socially, you may get invited back and you may get to play with Billy or Nancy or Pete the plumber. And yes, like Bonomo said, high win rates are very achievable in these scenarios. So look, I get it. You're hosting a one-two live No Limit podcast with Gary Sackwood. But this is not your area of expertise, okay? And just because there are no casinos in Poughkeepsie does not mean my story about Billy was untrue. Maybe I don't like to go to Poughkeepsie. Mike, you ever think about that? I'm not trying to spend a lot of time there. So if I get invited to a juicy home game, I'm in and I'm out. All right, pal? (laughs) Right, pal. <laughs> Unlucky, Mike. Unlucky to catch a stray there, buddy. That's rough. <laughs> I get, I can hear some undertones of like just dissatisfaction with the entire camp, and unfortunately, Mike had to fall on the sword there. Him uh, and Gary Sackwood. Him and Gary. Dang, this is sharp, man. He's fucking out here, just just ripping it. Um, yeah. Yesterday was yesterday was a wild day. We talked about it a lot last night in the after dark pod. You weren't here for it, Landon, unfortunately, but uh, it's nice to see today. Twitter calming down a little bit. Is uh, it? For me, it's nice, yes. I mean, like, you know, uh, maybe for curating a podcast, it's not the best. Like, woke up and I was like, fuck, there, there really isn't anything to make a podcast about today. But, you know, life goes on. It's good to not just have a bunch of grown men who play uh, a game for a living and gamble at high stakes. Uh, bickering with one another be the, the front page news. Um <laughs> Listen, man. As you say that, Nando's in fear going back and forth now. Good. <laughs> it's Yo, just Fee, another Fee, day Fee on the just, internet. Fee needs to sit the fuck down, man. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, I, I just don't know where he's coming from with all the... Like, he blatantly lies in a tweet. Then I correct him. And then Feldman all but corroborates everything I said, correcting two minor details, which he was incorrect on. Uh, he said the games that we played prior were 50-100. There were 51 with, like almost basically a mandatory 200 straddle. And then he said that the game being advertised was 200, 400, completely leaving out the fact that it was a 1K ante as if that doesn't matter. Um, but in any event, uh, basically like, you know, Ryan then tweets all but corroborating everything I said, which is disproving everything Fee originally said. And then Fee like quote tweets and goes, back to reality here. This is what really happened. It's like, what, what on earth are you doing like is this just all you guys do over there you run cycles of how to spin things you know shut the fucking game off okay great i know i just had to what do am it. i talking to the void here no this i'm is, here i'm here it's I'm here. sufferable yeah. no he's not I was he's here. the one who's <laughs> i watched the whole interaction take place i was trying to be calm i watched the whole thing happen it went landing to lamana to conrad back to lamana yeah, my, my adhd yep. is so high i can hear you at the same time you're just happy that the pirates are like our number three team in here I, I, you know, I'm happy when I'm watching them. I'm not happy when I'm trying to get through an hour of a podcast talking about fucking Pete and Poughkeepsie. <laughs> you know? Joe the plumber. Like, Joe the you guys plumber. care a little bit here, man. Like, I, I see it. I catch one yard. That's great. We're all happy for him. There's 160 games left. No, nah, there's less. <laughs> oh, my God, man. It's it's too much. It's too much. I'm looking forward to hearing the Jane and the side of the story. Uh, I think that's something they kind of got brushed under. And obviously, like... Uh, Before fr- my time. 
Yeah, probably slightly before your time. But for anybody who was paying close attention back then, I think Jay Nandez's rep was like really, really dragged and besmirched uh, by Doug during that time. Like, I didn't know him at all. I just knew him as the PLO guy. Uh, and I remember when all of this was unfolding publicly, having a negative connotation towards Jay Nandez, in spite of the fact that I hated Doug. That's crazy. That is crazy to hate someone as much as I hate Doug and still somehow fall victim to his spin cycle of like what truly happened. Was, this, met, the, was this the sweater gate? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's, that's a good example as to how good at spinning the narrative Doug really is. The thing we remember the most is the sweater bullshit. <laughs> that's all that, I remember about right, it. As if that had anything to do with anything. Like somehow he tore down Jay Nandez's character in such a way through a story about sweaters that some <laughs> grandmother was knitting. And I don't even remember the details of it. That's the craziest part. It might part. not even does, be true. Right, it might, might not even be true. It's just like, uh, all, it's, it's such distraction culture. Like he really does belong in politics. He's so good. He tried running for mayor, but that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big Wait, help. did he really? Yeah. He tried to get the mayor of Las Vegas. Uh, I don't know what the proper word would be. I don't know if impeached fits here, but... Uh, oh, I remember saying this, yeah. Yeah, uh, I can't recall what was what was happening. but It was he, during the pandemic. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, I mean, yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason or another, he tried to uh, get the mayor thrown out of office and take over. Yeah, she was saying some ridiculous shit at the time. Yeah, she probably had it coming. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not how this works. I would really love to see a Doug Polk run smear campaign, though. Like in politics. I was going to say, what are you talking about? He runs smear campaigns? No, like, I would love to see like a political mainstream oh, one. yeah. I mean, I would just because... It would be uh, very interesting. Well, it would be interesting, but also I think like you'd actually see the other side willing to participate. That's, yeah, exactly. It would be I mean, wonderful. That's, that's just the big thing in, in the poker sphere, right? Is nobody's willing to spar with him. No one's willing to participate and run smear campaigns in return. And, you know, you could try to go on that side and say like well these aren't smear campaigns he's just like you know pointing funny out jokes yeah they're jokes and like he's just pointing out the fatal flaws in in everybody in the industry it's actually joker hands <laughs> right um but you know it's it's never really done in uh, a good humor kind of way it's always done with some level of malice and intent um they are funny sometimes though they i do have a question sure, when they're not about you yeah what about that like how does defamation work in court Oh, it's almost impossible to prove. You have to you have to demonstrate a loss of revenue, which is the hardest part. Um, and then on top of that, you have to be able to demonstrate that like what's being said is not factual, right? Okay. So like, uh, Doug's actually really great at the way he crafts these things. He does a good job at honestly, <laughs> uh, he does a good job of leaning on Thomas in the sense that they'll sh they'll show more than they'll say, right? So like, um. For instance, the, the last takedown video that, that he did of us or whatever, uh, a, a lot of the, the hardest hitting or the most impactful portions were like him pulling clips or screen grabs or whatever of whatever point he was trying to make without him actually having to say it. Yeah. Right? But so like you never really defame anybody if you're just making the implication through whatever video footage you've chopped up. I guess I should watch these things. I haven't watched any of them. Yeah, I mean, they're well put together. Thomas is great at what he does. Um, but getting off of that, well, actually, one last note, <laughs> I guess, from the drama department, because I think it's worth bringing up for the sake of our former guest. Uh, Lori Ann is at her wit's end. She can't take it anymore. 
I mean, we have to bring her back on the Jesus podcast to talk about it and all of her games that she's won because we didn't get to finish. <laughs> we didn't get to finish, and I was interested. She made me look wonderful. Honestly, Lori, I need you back. Of of uh, of all the pods that I haven't been here for, that was the one that I watched the most intently. That like was it was best. so good. She was yeah. such she's a fantastic goat. interview and really brought a side out of Landon that I think everybody was happy to see. Yeah, I'm Agreed. funny sometimes. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> you were on Lori's fire head. that day. Yeah. Was, um, we literally just called you not funny. And then you that's came, what happened. Yeah. You fucking yeah. woke up. You yeah. woke up the dog. And, you woke. <laughs> and then you came in here and we laughed for like an hour. It was really good. Yeah. I was impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you so know, out it, of 250 episodes, I might get one. Oh, it was a very good one. Yeah. 260 and you got one. Highlight. Um, <laughs> Everyone had their immaculate game. You know, this is the immaculate podcast. Blind, so, squirrel, nut, you know. <laughs> Clocks right twice a day or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So apparently there's much. a lot of uh, a lot of infighting with the Resort World regs. Uh, our man JC and Blue being the number one Resort World reg. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. king of the Resort World regs, as he likes to claim himself. Um, I, I mean, I haven't followed the entire unfolding of this. I know that it began with... Actually, I don't even know what the origins of it are. I know that it, it caught a lot of fire during the Irish Open. <clears throat> uh, when Lorianne and a few others were speaking out on behalf of Louise, mm. uh, for whatever reason, Christos felt the need to insert himself into that conversation. And uh, I guess a lot of his side was along the lines of abuse happens to men too. <laughs> I, I, truly, I don't even know what the fuck point he's trying to make. I saw he the just wants <laughs> to be back in the wind, man. Dude. I don't know what, like, I, don't, I, like, I try to read some of his tweets and I'm just like, what is going on? And he's just like, it's all just, it's please. hard when he sends a full novel. It's like, please just let me back in the wind. Please. Somebody let me talk, talk to me. Let me in the wind. That's all I read. Yeah. Dude, Deoxy made that poll of like best beef going on right now. And he literally <laughs> added Jordan Christos versus himself. I voted and for that I one. And I didn't know what was going on, and now I get it. Yeah. So much stuff is happening at once. You can't really keep up with all of it. Yeah, everyone's mad. Who has mad. that much time? Everyone's mad. Um, but for, you know, uh, I guess, like, the real reason to shine a light on this is because uh, we're all very familiar with Christos and his behavior, and, like, he's very unrelenting when it comes to these DMs, when it comes to messaging. It seems like as if uh, Lorianne and him have each other's phone numbers as well. So it's like, at some point, this becomes a level of light harassment. And, uh, you know, it's worth calling out before it gets past the point of light harassment, right? Like, we all saw what happened with Melissa and, uh, you know, he who shall not be named that, you know, got to a point. Uh, I don't even think she put this publicly, but, like, <laughs> did she did she post the butthole public? Oh, my God. <laughs> Right, like she did not post the butthole. All right, well, I mean, you know, like if you're getting pictures of buttholes, (laughs) that's that's not light harassment anymore. That's full blown harassment. Harassment. And it's like I'm not I'm not saying that we go that far with uh, Christos, but it's like you know he seems to be pretty angry, and he seems to be targeting that anger towards certain people in the industry, uh, specifically some women that are a little bit outspoken, and that is a problem, obviously, big problem. Um. So, you know, I, I just kind of wanted to shine a light on it. Obviously, we, we support Lorianne as much as humanly possible. And more importantly, like, it seems as though the major thread line in this gripe to begin with is that Jordan is upset that he isn't getting supported to get back, lit back into the wind. And then he's leaning on the fact that, you know, there were some verbal altercations at Resorts World 
amongst people who play the dailies. As you would expect to have happened in a competitive environment Such that as happens the every, every single day. <laughs> I mean, I think we can all go on, like, you know, make, take a pretty good guess. Jordan Christos will never be allowed back in the win. No. Never. He, so this he, is all a waste of fucking time. He's doing himself such a disservice. It's like, out of control. He's just like getting himself banned from other places. Right. Like, like if you were just quiet. And, honestly, Sashimi's doing herself the same disservice. She keeps like almost brag posting that she gets kicked out of places for poaching. Yeah. And then she gets kicked out. Of and the then she place. walks into a new place and they're like, get the fuck out. You poach. Yeah, of course. It's like, you don't want to advertise that you're a poacher. That's not the way to keep your business rolling. You don't advertise yourself as not a poacher by saying that you got kicked out for doing that. Right. <laughs> Right, and like I don't know what I don't I don't know if she is or isn't. Like I I have no beef with Sashimi. I, I yeah, she'll throw a fucking fastball at you. That's right. <laughs> She's got a fucking arm, man. She I can cannon. win that thing. Um, but yeah, it's like you don't want to advertise your worst qualities that give people who don't need reason to ban you from places a reason to ban you from places. For sure. It's like that's been Jordan from day one, man. He just amplifies the fact that he plays super slow and is proud of it. He amplifies the fact that he's super confrontational. And is proud of it. He amplifies the fact that no one is supporting these takes, and he's desperate for somebody to support these takes. Like, please write an article about like how unfairly I've been treated. It's like, what are we talking about? Also, here, if you don't have a score that's over six hundred fifteen thousand, you what? cannot be counted as a professional. What is happening? That's the orange cat. Guapo is doing something. <laughs> I was trying to find sashimi throwing her fastball. <laughs> Do you know that they can't see what we hear? <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. The funny thing is, is I did my due diligence, due diligence and muted. So, oh, okay. Only so they you can't, guys are hearing Oh, okay. So here. only oh, we're losing no. our minds right now. You guys don't know this, yeah, but we're listening like, to a yeah. video. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what I, thought, I thought that was Chauncey that fell from the fucking rafters and just started running around everywhere. No, no, no. Turn You're it off! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't realize it was still playing. I'm is sorry. it still? Is it still midnight? Are we still doing this pot at midnight? It's, like... There's been some carryover. There's been some serious carryover. It's, it's been a long week. Uh, it has been a long. Dude, week. If I didn't say anything, I was just gonna keep going in our ears forever. <laughs> it's like uh, that to that torture method where they kept playing the same song and like. Uh... Uh, I I remember this from a Drew Carey episode. They <laughs> Mimi. Uh, nobody's gonna get this reference. Why am I bothering? Yeah. <laughs> nope. The lady who wore the fucked up makeup in Drew Carey. Uh, wanted to like get him back for something, so she put a spotlight on his window and played uh, Panama by uh, Panama. Why can't I think of who sings this now? White Afro Snake, Jack. no, 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 White Snake, um, Panama, David Jack. Lee Roth. What, what, oh. What's the group? Oh, um, uh, Van Halen, Van Halen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Halen. just played it on a loop for like 24 hours, but yeah, yeah, it's like Easy Street, that's what it was. I don't know what that is, it was just like the torture method that they just would have someone listen to the same song over oh. and over and over again that's Some, what guap would have done to us i mean i do that already with t-swift so yeah. I well no there's other songs you know this is the same one Chin i did that for an entire ep or entire season of poker out loud 16 straight hours same song really yeah what song repeat. was it he doesn't even remember that's that's how you know you're <laughs> really fucked that's up that's the, the head, scary man. that's the scary part yeah when you're so insane that like you listen to something for 16 hours straight and you're like what song was this like you know what actually I don't even remember. <laughs> I hope he knows all the words to it. Um, I have a, a message from Lori. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm actually watching right now <laughs> while on hold with the IRS. Oh. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> For some damn reason, my chat is not available on my cell phone. But, yes, I was at my wit's end with Jordan and could not stay silent because... 
because I know I'm not the one he's only one he's done this to. This all started the day after my WPT score. Thanks for the support, guys. Lord's a legend. Yeah, yeah that part's Lord. definitely true. Um, Putting a good word for me with not the, IRS, the first, not, <laughs> not the first person to um, either reach out to us publicly or privately, letting us know that Christos is kind of uh, aggro when it comes to the DMs and the tweets. But nevertheless, we roll on. Uh, big shout out to the young man, Jeremiah Williams. Boy. Let's go. Jeremiah. Almost hit almost his there. milestone. So he is 94 days in, just shy of 100. Man, it's so funny. I thought 100 days was like the perfect over-under for this too. Uh, and it looks like he might just be there. Cashed in his rake back yesterday as well as had an 11K day on Global. That puts him at 194.8. He's $5,200 away. I'm reaching 200,000 in under 100 days. That's pretty sick, man. You're going to do it, I think. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. Like, uh, if you if you carry that forward to a yearly, he's, what do you make? He started with 50K, right? Yeah. Okay. So, like, 150K in just over three months. You're looking at, like, a 600, $600,000 a year. Playing 510 online. Playing American online 10, sites. 10, 20 sometimes. And he's playing, like, five days a week, right? right? He's playing, like. I think he's been playing seven days a week. He's been oh. playing as low as, like, 2.5, though, right? Yeah. As low as 2.5, as high as... 2K. Well, I think a little bit of high stakes popped off on WSFP once or twice. Oh, maybe? Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, most of the volume no from 500 to 2K. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no volume. Uh, and then some tournaments here and there. But yeah, I mean, everyone always knew Jeremiah's a legend. And Poker is alive. Going. It's alive and well. Yeah. He's can, not using the wizard when he's playing. Right. You, know? you too can become a Twitch streamer and make six figures a year just grinding out 2.5 and 5.10 online. That is <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to get good at the game first, but like, you know, yeah. if you get that out of the way, you two... <laughs> you can join Jeremiah. You <laughs> can join Jeremiah, reg battling, playing heads up. That's the sick thing I think I was most impressed by watching him is that he'll have like two or three heads up games going as well as playing like two or three six max games. It's like, man, the, the more I learn about heads up, the strategies are so different. It's like crazy to have to, you know, compartmentalize like that while you're making rapid decisions looking at flop textures and saying like, oh, okay, in this one, I'm heads up, therefore I get to do X. In this one, I'm cut off first big blind, therefore I have to do Y. Like, it helps when you automate the thought process. Well, you try to find more range bets, try to find more, more one-sizing strategies, you know? And not he does to... use a lot of one-sizing strats, but they're, they're very good, Yeah, obviously. like you just pick the best size and you use that one. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't, you don't have to have like two, three sizes in all these spots. Everyone wants to try to be like the machine. It's like, well, I think you the big thing about uh, I think the big thing about being able to play a one size strategy is um, being well versed in your checking strategy, and I think that's why people mostly struggle. It's like the whole purpose of uh, getting to a point where you can simplify to a range bet is so that you don't have to consider what happens when you enter the passive portion of the tree. But obviously, Ger Jeremiah is like very well versed. He could play multiple sizes if he wanted to, but more importantly, he knows how to like check. And still reduce the game to a two street game. Yeah, we saw yeah, we, we saw what happens uh, when you know when, how to check back. Yeah. You just get pretty decent and stop losing infinite. We talked yeah. about this in the academy, didn't we, uh, Guapo? Indeed, range yeah. splitting. <laughs> I just more meant uh, someone that wanted to take some sick days got good at checking back, and now he's pretty decent. I know what you meant. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, you're right. It was subtle enough that it wasn't going to shine through. But yeah, like, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just want to read tweets that I'm just going down the twitter and this see. is just turning to conrad live tweet section yep. yeah that's fine there we are jay nandez <laughs> i'm not surprised doug polk vig vids doesn't remember the factual details of his company's lawsuit there was only one prevailing party and it was an upswing twitter thread with what happened to come in the next 72 hours Ooh. i'm excited thread's gonna be a lot 
Thread's going to be a lot. We're going to need a... We'll need him in person. He's here. We're going to need a 45-second breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) A CSA of the Jay Nandez... uh, Yeah. I mean, it's important to get all the details out and have all the facts out there, of course, but you never want to have something that important get responded with, uh, I ain't reading all that, bro. I'm happy for you or condolences. Sorry that happened. happened. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I said, like, we should just probably have him on and talk about it, where it's like he can just give the story versus trying to read this uh, essay, this uh, this hero's journey, if you will. At the end of the day, like, people look at the top and then the bottom one. Yeah. Everything else is just kind of in between. Yeah. We definitely need the uh, TLD. Or at Twitter Blue, you can just start writing essays now. Some people need to get their character count fucking limited. <laughs> <laughs> who, who said that the other day? Somebody replied to a tweet and was like, uh, hey, Elon, like, I'm sorry, but can you give this person back their character limit? Yeah. I can't remember who it was, though. Twitter, Twitter's a dumpster fire right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, it's the one that we know and love. Yeah, no, I'm not even saying like, over Twitter. I'm saying like the actual all app itself. Th- all Twitter. No, not like like, like he has oh. ruined so many features of this mm. stupid bird app. Man, I can't even look at the for you page. I'm scared. It's bad. It's bad. Uh the edit features awful. You can only edit your own tweets. You can't edit replies, which is like really dumb. I only I'm only on the for you. I'm on the for you and then I'm on my pirates list. Oh, that's you, it. You like to live life dangerously. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, I'll, I'll miss a lot of stuff if I'm just on people that I follow because right. I don't follow all these idiots, you know, spewing shit out into the Maybe world. Maybe you should start. Yeah. That's too many people. Start a list. Check it twice. Start, start a, like, a drama dumpster, list. Poker dumpster fire list. Yeah, there you yeah. go. The best part about that, that is when you add someone good. to a list, you get a notification. That they're on the list. Yeah. yeah. Like when people add me to their poker list, right, it's yeah. like you've been added to this list poker. Mm-hmm. So if Brian just made a list saying, you've been added to absolute dumpster fire and trash takes from the poker community. <laughs> I'm going to add you to my pirates list. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see it. Uh, All right. Let's talk about the main uh, talking point today. And that is prop bets within the space of oh, poker. Oh, so you've come crawling back to it. Uh, well done young man well done young man this is being brought up based off of a prop bet that took place i think last night uh big shout out to wagons uh, dylan de stefano put out a tweet that said i personally just witnessed one of the craziest prop bets in vegas 11k to 10k rich alanti aka scumbag rich has to crawl from the encore valet to the aria valet approximately two and a half miles without stopping end result he made it to the Bellagio Fountains where there was a small buyout. And then we have three very short videos of the man in, in the process thereof. That's come back, Rich. Give me an update, is... Bro, I tell you what. I got a fans now. I got people rooting for me. I'm you. one of them. No, <laughs> in about 30 seconds, you'll be able to see the artist. Right. See what I'm saying? Tell them your name. Yo. Rich Alati, working out, grinding, hustling, let's go, baby. Rich Alati. Another day, let's go. God, if you would have just said scumbag, Rich, I would have loved it. Hey, Rich, give me an update, homie. We're on your boulevard, seawalk, in the bird, walking. Let's go. Did you do it? Yes. These are all the Bellagio regs. That song is popping. Those are all the Bellagio regs that are sweating him while the guys I play 100, 200 with on the regular. Let bro crawl. I guess uh, <laughs> I guess this started with um, he was he was offered the bet of 10k and uh, I guess he was like pondering it or whatever. And then the vulture, a shield, goes something to the effect of 
come on, Rich. Like, we know you're not going to do it. You're not good for it or whatever. And, like, it just it snapped. He was just like, what? You think I'm not going to do it? I'll do it right now. And boom, bet's on. So I guess uh, Vulture uh, offered him an extra 1K. Vulture. <laughs> gave him the 11 to 10 odds. Vulture and, won. Uh, it sounds as though the buyout was, like, relatively small. wasn't much bloodshed. And, uh, yeah, he basically crawled for a mile and a half for that TikTok video. You said you, you, he wasn't allowed to stop, so, like, no he breaks. He just has to keep moving. He on the had third, a two-second stop. Yeah. Where, like, if you could stop for, like, one, but he can't stop for more than two seconds. Wow. On the, uh, on the third video that we didn't quite see, he had a water guy. He was, like, <laughs> he was, he was, like, <laughs> Hey, Rich, give me an update, homie. Hey, Rich. What am I doing, man? That's the shield, the vulture. Like he's got his water boy. <laughs> gotta stay hydrated out there. That's he's putting, he's putting in work, man. He's putting in work. Incredible. Uh, Dude, that, you saw how disgusting his hands were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Can you imagine, imagine the, what his knees looked like by the end? The the uh, sidewalk on the Vegas Strip. It's not the cleanest. I, I like how he got like an army behind him to just support. I'm not even sure like what the best strategy is like. Have you ever had to like stop. bear crawl places? Yes. It's so hard. So like yeah. bear that, crawl is not the answer. That can't be the answer. No, you'll be done after like 300 feet. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe like bear crawl is on your form. No, 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 no. no. it's, it's like, when your knees are off the ground. Your knees oh. are off the ground and you just uh, maybe, like maybe a baby uh, bear. Yeah, yeah. Maybe mixing like some some like bear crawl runs <laughs> stop running well i mean you know you want to you want to try to like no you can't run you listen, just get tired one strategy oh, and it's slow and steady <laughs> it's tortoise strategy listen you just crawl like a tortoise i would i would do it but i would get there by like november i mean the thing with going slow and steady is that like you have to remember that you the, those four pressure points of your hands and knees are just constantly taking a pounding yeah you, can you get you gotta get like knee pads or something but you don't get that option, man. Maybe this you is... do. They never, they never said you couldn't. As long as I you wonder had if him. he got paid enough to replace the jeans that he ruined. Hopefully. I mean, yeah, I would hope He's so. out here in like Alexander McQueen. Imagine, <laughs> he's got like 125 bucks. He's like, God damn, these are $200 jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I lost money. Fair trade. Uh, um, not the first prop bet Rich has been involved in. A few years back, he was involved in a bathroom bet where he had to, I believe it was 30 days. Yeah, the dark room mm -hmm. bet. Yeah, 30 days he had to live in darkness in the Bellagio <laughs> bathroom. Um, I don't remember what numbers were being thrown about. It was a lot. Wasn't it a lot? It was over 100K. I mean, it has to be a lot, right? right? Like, like yeah. It was, it was 100K or more. Six figures for sure. So I think that this original prop, <laughs> if I recall, was, uh, was constructed 100K, yeah. or offered, I guess, by Rory Young, um, owner of Odin who we've spoken plenty about in the past. This ultimately ended in a buyout as well. Uh, I don't recall exactly how they policed everything. It's been so long. Uh, I do remember that he played five diamond like a day after buying out. And like he had been in the bathroom for, I don't know, three weeks or something ridiculous, two weeks maybe. Um, and I recall him being in the five diamond looking like he had just, woken up normal like nothing had been different whereas i imagine both mentally and physically after spending that much time in isolation in the dark you would have to be bordering on crazy like something would you you would think something would change in your demeanor where you know you couldn't just like 
<laughs> just like step right back out into civilization 24 right. hours play- later and just play a high roller or not, a high stakes tournament. Not for nothing. I feel like your eyes would hurt. Like you would, if yeah. you were just sitting in dark oh, for yeah. X amount yeah. of time, Any like kind of light towards your eyes would be painful. 24 hours, I don't think. Like you just would have to have sunglasses on. Like a vampire. Yeah, so I'm reading the stipulations of the bet, and it was uh, 30 days, no light, an hour. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, there would be no TV, radio, phone, or access to the outside world, but he was allowed some comforts. A yogurt mat, resistance band, massage ball, uh, and then <laughs> lavender, Rubik's Cube. lavender essential oils as well as sugar and salt scrub. <laughs> sure, that's what you really need. Right. CSA. Go ahead. Jay Nanda's tweet. Okay. Ryan, sorry to break it to you, <laughs> but you, but there were reasons Upswing didn't want you in the de- deposition arbitration. You were always the most irrational, insufferable, and delusional of the three douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. Now go get your trophy. Is Yo, that- I love the spicy <laughs> Jay Nanda's. Is that an actual tweet? Or yeah, did you just make that up. <laughs> I did not make that one up for once. Oh All right, God. that is an actual fucking tweet. Nah, I we love a good, it. we love a good Jay Nandez spiciness. Fucking great. Love Twitter. See, Twitter's great. This is what you need. You you would have missed this, Brian. I know exactly. How it's could you fir- miss this? I go to four. Look, it's the first one that pops up. Ah, look, it is for you. Yeah. See, they can hear us. Mm-hmm. They know. They know. <laughs> okay, so it looks like it was day fifteen that there was a buyout. Uh, or wait, maybe not. Uh, day 15, uh, Roy Young's voice came over the loudspeaker. Alanti jumped out of bed, happy to hear a voice that wasn't his own. Young told him that he had been in for around two weeks and that he had an offer for him. He could leave if he paid $50,000. Oh, if he paid? Oh, wow. Yeah, of course he's not going to take that halfway through. Right. Uh, yeah, because it wasn't just a, you, it wasn't free roll. Right, 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 right. Uh, so then ultimately what ended up happening is Rory offered Rich 25000 to quit. And uh, he then declined. Let's see. Where, where does this thing? Jesus, this article is so long. What was the ultimate buyout? Okay. No idea. Oh, okay. $62,400. Going uh, which way? Towards Rich. It looks like... Uh, how many days did he end up staying in there? 20, 20 days. days. Yeah, yeah, 20 days. He ultimately settled on 62K buyout. So two-thirds of the bet, uh, he got paid two-thirds of, roughly two-thirds of the uh, money. Pretty crazy fucking bet, man. I don't know. You made it I, 20 days? Wouldn't you think, like, oh, maybe I can make it 10 more for another 30K? I mean... But look, also, it's just like, get I, me the fuck out of here. I'm getting my 62,000 and... All right, well, uh, I'm going to talk about it because we're talking about prop bets, and I think it's worth um, I think it's worth talking beyond just the scope of the actual bets themselves. What are you doing? Oh, no, we're we talking don't about. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's our segue transitioner. What are we yeah, talking don't, about? Don't do that. Cool transition. Uh, when there are prop bets like this, there are massive betting markets that are created on the side, and oftentimes there's significantly more money in the side markets than there are in the major market. Mm-hmm. Given the two people who were involved in this bet, in orchestrating this bet, mm-hmm. and the fact that this man lasted 20 days in the pitch black with <laughs> no human contact whatsoever and came out just fine. Um, I'm scared. <laughs> I, just my opinion, just speculation, 
my own opinion, not one shared by maybe anybody else, but I am skeptical that this bet was on the up and up. Uh, I, I just, Wait. I just don't see it. You think a bet that scumbag rich made <laughs> isn't on the up and up? Here. Scumbag rich with Rory this Young, is, this who is awkward. has cheated a bunch in the past. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I don't think it was on the up and up personally that's just me i think it was market manipulation i imagine if i had to guess that you know low six figures maybe mid six figures were wagered on the side and it seems like a pretty good arb spot if you're just willing to kind of uh manufacture what appears to be an up and up bet but that's just my opinion yeah. that's really commonplace in prop bets i think and it's what makes them very dangerous to be betting on the side uh we've seen a lot of these prop bets come up over recent history, right? Like uh, a good example was uh, I really wanted to bet against Doug's fat loss bet, but nobody would publicly state whether or not he was allowed to use gear. And obviously if he's allowed, I want to bet heavily on him. Um, if he's not allowed, then I wanted to bet a lot against it. And I never got an answer. So I just like never made a bet, but there was plenty of fucking people that did make a who bet. just fired off tons of money, not really necessarily knowing all the details. And that's, that's kind of scary. Uh, especially like bits like that which are very sensitive and easy to game right like if you're allowed to game the dexa that's worth a couple points in body fat percentage right yeah, you just drink tons of yeah, water but you just drink a couple gallons of water prior to going like that's uh calculated as lean lean muscle mass um if you're allowed to use gear for a year <laughs> that's going to drastically game the system so it's like these details are very important and they don't need to be publicized outside of the two parties who are making the actual wager which makes the side market really fucking dicey. Yeah, yeah like you just kind of have to have um, your own sort of rules and guidelines as to bets that could be washed at a later date where if you find out that he either is doing the DEXA stuff or he is taking, where it's mm. like, oh, if you want to bet on Doug to do it, but you're operating under the pretense that he has gear right, and you bet with someone that's cool enough to say, okay, if he does take it, that's on. If he doesn't, bets off. Yeah. That's nice, but that's not... You would still Reasonable have to get confirmation. It is not right. in the poker community. Like yeah. you're not gonna find people that are gonna actually be straight with you. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of hard to find people that are gonna be straight when they're seeking like these side bets. Like yeah. I right. feel like everybody's doing it because they too pure. Edge. Too pure for this world. And yeah, well, that's know. the thing. We're not market makers necessarily by trade either. So uh. everybody's kind of speculating and throwing numbers out until it lands on something that they feel comfortable with. But then in the meantime, or in the in the meantime, there's a lot of uh, mitigating factors that could be shifting those numbers heavily one way or the other that maybe are just not being disclosed. The yeah. amount of people that are like, oh, easy win for Doug, easy loss for Doug. It's like, you have no idea mm -hmm. these actual things. I'm sure people print it on, on side action. I would have taken Doug with odds, for sure. You would have taken Doug with? Yeah, if, with, with without, odds for sure. Without knowing if you could take stuff or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we, you got like I five to cared. one. Oh, I would have taken it like one and a half to one. Oh, got it. Uh, like I, I think for sure he he accomplishes it like thirty five or forty percent of the time. Yeah, really fucking close. Yeah. Do you know about this breast implant prop? Oh yeah, yeah. so many. I have a whole oh, list yeah. of props. <laughs> I, I have so that, many. That one, that's an old school one. Uh, this guy, wait, go, please, okay, please enlighten so me. This Jesus. man, you never heard this? No. I never heard oh, this. Man got paid a hundred thousand dollars for getting breast plants. Now, this is breast back implants. in like the eighties, nineties, maybe. Uh, it was when a hundred thousand dollars was a late nineties, late nineties, early lot early two thousand. This is poker community just in general poker community classic uh, the stipulations were that he had to pay for the surgery um but would get a hundred thousand dollars if he kept them for one year how much was the surgery it doesn't 5K uh, or something? Ten, probably like five to ten k sure. or something like that um so he got them 
inserted. And then as of 2015, he still had the breast implants. (laughs) He kind of, you know, they grew on him. How'd you know? (laughs) I read an article. What do you mean? I don't know anything. The internet. I found found the video, but he keeps whipping them out. So I I, I, I was going to say, I was like, I I know there's video of them and it's like, they're like playing, like (laughs) friends are just grabbing them and playing with them. Like, and it's like, I don't think we can put that on here. So weird. Uh, Yeah. So that, that was one of the, the older ones. Um, Let me think of, oh, the Antonio piss bottle uh, where he had the lunge Mm, everywhere. He had the lunge everywhere uh, for 72 hours, I think, in uh, PCA Bahamas. Uh, Perkins bet. Perkins is like the king. So many of these prop bets uh, center around, around Perkins. Perkins. Yeah. He just likes to see the world like do stuff. It, it doesn't have to burn, you know, because sometimes he gives people good bets. I just think he likes to see like how big of whores we all are when it comes to things we're willing to do for money. Mm-hmm. Like, where's your line? Yeah, where, it's fun. Where, where's the border of what is unreasonable to you to do? And yeah. is there a price that will change that? The answer is probably. There's always a number. There seems to always well, be a number. Because how else are you going to pay the IRS? That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so this bet with Antonio and Perkins was very large, I think. Uh, and I do think Antonio ended up winning it, if I recall. Note, he got, he got kicked out of the PCA main event on like day five. Chip leading. Yeah. With like, you know, a f- like sub 100 people left. Chip leading 1.2 mi- or sorry 1.9 maybe 2.2 million up top something along those lines just got booted. I remember I was playing in Ivy's group whenever uh, this happened. Uh, John Morgan, who's very good friends with Antonio, was Legend. in the game. And I fucking love him. He's just like giving us he's giving us like minute by minute updates because he's just texting Antonio to like find out what <laughs> happens. And then we catch the word that he got. Uh, 86 from the tournament for pissing in a bottle under the table. <laughs> Man, I love how when there's enough money, some of the biggest news platforms just make articles about it. Yeah. Where it's like, poker player apologizes, then donates 50k to charity. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess the PCA was smaller that year. That was the 5k main event. So I think that was the one that Charter won for like 400 or 500,000. Take it. Uh, which, if I had to guess, Antonio had way, way more money on the line than that. So getting kicked out doesn't seem all that unreasonable. Um, yeah, that was a big one. I do think he ended up winning the bet, if I if I recall correctly. I feel like he did. Uh, I think that was part of the allure of Perkins never making prop bets that he actually won. <laughs> uh, another prop bet that he made, uh, I think he lost this one twice, actually. The first one was uh, to Dan Bozarian. He bet him that he couldn't bike from oh, Vegas. Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. From one. Vegas to Los Angeles in 48 hours. Um so it's just shy of 300 miles uh which I guess like I don't remember if he got to train for it. I don't think he like had to do Yeah, no, he definitely got to train for it. He got to train. I remember Lance Armstrong was a part of it. Was he? Um he ended up doing it in like 30 some hours and he was like drafting the whole way behind an RV. Honestly, it was like probably a pretty easy bet, but like knowing what we know now about like endurance sports and stuff like that, that bet should be pretty much an auto lock. Uh, you know, you can bike 15 miles an hour, I would think, pretty comfortably. So you're probably looking at like sub 20 hours if you just rode consistently. You start to factor in brakes and everything else. Like, I don't think you need to be a true endurance athlete to be able to pull this feet off in 48 yeah. hours. I think 24 hours would be tougher. You think Nick could do it? Nick. Airball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, depends how high he is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Too much watery drinks. Yeah. You drink Too much a green tea with lot honey. Of, a lot Sorry. of green tea with honey. Uh, no, he gets some plain, actually. I know his order now at this point. Uh, <laughs> you, should, you, should bring, you should just bring in next session just like a massive liter of Arizona green tea. Say, you have fucking leaving. We've spent too much time together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think Perkins then followed it up and bet Rast that he couldn't do it immediately, no training in 24 hours. And I'm pretty sure, and no, no drafting either. And I'm pretty sure Rast won that bet too. I, I could be wrong about the 24-hour part. I think he did win the bet, though. Um, he definitely won the bet. Uh, I know because he had a huge amount on the side. I think he won like a million dollars. Rasty, wow. too nasty. When it was all said and done. Rast is so sharp, man. He's so fucking sharp. I need him to be my prop bet negotiator. He saw that he was underpriced on poker shares uh, for the 50K and like bet infinite that he was just going to win the fucking thing and did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! That's always the, those, are the best, those are the best stories. Like I think Mike McDonald had him priced at either face or like slightly below and he just piled Marked on down. It. Yeah, he just like fucking piled in on it and then just goes out and ships the goddamn thing. It's like, all right, fuck you then. Watch this. Yeah. Like here, I want it for 1.5. Pay me. <laughs> so um, fucking strong. Fundiar is pretty sharp when it comes to prop bets. I think he got odds too, decent odds against Kevin Hart in a boxing. Oh match. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he was a huge favorite there. Dude, right? yeah. like, <laughs> odds against Kevin Hart. Yeah, and he's well, he's like Kevin Hart. God knows how many inches taller. Yeah, how many Kevin Hart's a reach. I mean, Kevin Hart trains and like you know probably thought like I'm so in shape and you know I I actually box in my spare time and this guy is you know just a tall muppet. But, like, yeah, he has, like, eight or ten inches on him. <laughs> like, who knows how much that we're equated to in reach. Uh, yeah, and Antonio's done some fun props throughout the days. Legend. I, I mean, we love a good prop bet story. We got more. There's, there's plenty more. <laughs> keep them coming. Keep uh, cooking. Keep cooking. There was the infamous uh, bracelet bet between Mercier and Vanessa Selps. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, that's a legendary one. I know about that one. That was a tough one. It was, uh, it was a weird one to see play out in the public. And it was also wild that... It, Mercier almost fucking won the whole yeah. thing. Can you give background, please? Yeah, so the background is, uh, first of all, the result was they both lost money, which is incredible. <laughs> yeah. um, Wonderful. But the backstory was that uh, Vanessa offered, I think, 100 to 1 huh. that uh, Jason couldn't win three bracelets during the World Series. And uh, why this became controversial is because they were friends. They Mixed were games allowed, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, but they were friends. They were both PokerStars ambassadors at the time. They were, you know, traveling. Not not together, but, like, they were at all the same stops. Uh, and I think Vanessa felt taken advantage of because she was drunk when she made the offer. Mm. So there wasn't a lot of thought that went into it. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure she didn't do too much calculation behind uh, the idea of 100 to 1. And this is this is the only trouble, I think, with the poker community is that we are very willing to put our money where our mouth is. And for the most part, whenever... Um, Whenever people say things out of pocket, we're very quick to bet it, right? And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But the problem bet is, me. is when you when you throw ego into that as well, there's never really a, a good spirited negotiation of terms, and usually it's just like a snap, right? Like, mm -hmm. so if she just says something hyperbolic, like, "I'll wave you a hundred to one, you can't win three bracelets," Done. and he just <laughs> thinks that's a really good price and snaps it up, mm -hmm. she doesn't really have any wiggle room to say like, "Well, I actually think that that's you know not a fair price." I'm just kind of like you know speaking hype. Uh, hyperbolically, uh, why don't if you really want to bet, like we can negotiate fair terms. Maybe I think it's like closer to one fifty to one or or something like that, right? But unfortunately, especially if she's drinking, like the ego fuels in is just mm -hmm. like okay, uh, ten ten k to your million, and she's just like okay, 
I guess we're doing this, right? <laughs> so I love when he just takes 10k on himself at that. He's like, yeah, that's nothing. Don't worry about it. Well, I mean, we'll see. It kind of isn't, right? <laughs> so uh, Jay shows up that summer and just immediately wins a bracelet. Like, immediately, <laughs> yeah. just, like the first week, first right? Week, yeah. First week just immediately wins. I think it was a PLO bracelet. Just instantly <laughs> ships one. Then he finds himself. Uh, he finds himself at another final table, a limit final table. I can't recall which one, um, where I think he was like relatively short the whole time and just somehow sun runs and battles and, and wins a second bracelet. It might've been stud or, yeah. or something to that effect. Incredible. So now once he won the second one relatively quickly, uh, now the whole story went pretty public and Vanessa's like sweating fucking bullets. So she had to lay off. Like, it was too much risk. I'm sure she had a million, but, like, I'm also sure that a million was a huge, huge amount of money to her. So, I, 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 it may have actually been with Timex that she ultimately did lay off. And I think she ended up losing, like, a quarter million in the prop bet or something along those lines. Yeah. Somewhere between 100K and 250K. Uh, Jay ends up getting heads up in another limit event and can't close. So he ends up with a first, a first, and a second. Incredible. All within like, you know, the first 12 days of the WSOP. <laughs> Timex is and out of there course, scooping. the only one that fucking wins is Timex. Timex. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, well, he doesn't, he's not even involved in the conversation. He just somehow is the only winner here. Mm -hmm. Gotta love it, man. Talk about being sharp. Mark I. Talk about being I'm sure, sharp. I'm sure he either um, had means to lay off some risk or was very comfortable with the risk because he had to be sweating as well. Is Timex the guy that won the free throw? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Next prop bet. <laughs> yeah. So he he recently did a prop bet where he had to shoot the ninety three percent. Such a legendary ninety three out of a hundred. Man, I think so. <laughs> Sounds no? about right. The Nick videos. No, I, are, I, I don't oh, know what it was. It's either just, ninety or ninety three out of a hundred. I think it was like ninety something along those lines. High high nineties. Yeah. High nineties out of a hundred, dude. It all started the 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 funny the the thing that's funny to me is the origins of these prop bets. It started because he posted a video of him in his bedroom where he just has a regulation hoop on the fucking wall. <laughs> Does he really? And he's like shooting he's from like his bed. He was like in the gym or some shit. He was doing something. Like he basically put his form out there and then Nick just couldn't take it. Yeah. Nick was just like, dude, this form is so ass. Like there's no way you can actually do this. Like, all right, let's bet. Yeah. But the, showman. But uh. like the Nick, the Nick videos on this were so he good. He was so fucking salty, So man. good. God. Yeah, because like, uh, what ended up happening with uh, taking a break somewhere through you yeah. know but then mike also did it and then did it again he did it again yeah where it was kind of known like all right he's just gonna do it so like, yeah what can you do yeah, yeah yeah but man that was that was you don't realize these are legendary times until after the fact mm -hmm. this no is like it's true two years ago yeah wasn't that long ago um so good that one i wasn't sure about i i, <laughs> so I don't know good. enough about like the mechanics of basketball Nick in the car just <laughs> <laughs> So good. I remember. I that. wish we had that video. Oh my god! Uh, Guapo, if you if you can happen to scrub the Please the do. Showman it's, it's, timeline, it's, it's worth it. I promise. What, what am I looking for here? Go to Showman's timeline, click media, and then just scroll back to like 2019. See if you can find a video. Yeah, what is he doing in this 2020. video? 2020. Don't worry, he's it's only going to be like three scrolls down. He doesn't tweet. Yeah, he, he, it's. <laughs> let me see if I can try to find it at the same time, and then I'll link it to you. But right. man, it, it's worth it. I promise. While while he's looking for that, investigating. Uh, there I mean, was there was another bet that happened too quickly um but as a as an observer this was one that i wanted to get like i, I would have laid my entire fucking net worth on jonathan bales uh this must have been during the pandemic too um for for those who don't know he 
I think he's like loosely involved in poker. Maybe he played a little bit back in the day, but um, he is uh, a major figure in the DFS world. And uh, he and a few others, I believe, created the site. Oh, something labs. I can't remember the actual name. Uh, but anyway, uh, big DFSer and in remarkable shape. Like, he's fucking yoked. Bales is jacked. Yeah. So, uh, is just fantasy labs? Fantasy labs, yes. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, so he put out, I, I don't remember if it was his roommate or, or who it was. Is oh, wait, we got it. Met? Okay. Is this it? This is it. This, yeah, this, this is, is it, it baby. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Hey, guys, I'm here to apologize to Timex publicly. I now, now I can't take it the other way. I've just had people hit me up coming in. Oh man, you know, I got your back, Nick. Fucking Timex scummed you, this, that, and uh, you know, and it's like, Timex didn't scum me, man. Um, I'm just a moron, is what it is. Your boy is a moron. And uh, over this last week or so of him <laughs> posting up videos looking like Ray Allen, <laughs> like, I was getting needled about it. I just couldn't take it. And uh, I started vilifying Timex. And my, my Timex became public enemy number one to me. I'm really only half kidding. I mean, <laughs> I'm crazy. I woke up and, and read the thing about the restart. And I just went blind. You know. I don't even remember that day. Just, I've been I just there, Nick. lost my mind. I've been there, man. I started attacking Tybex. Like, like, you know, it was a wrap. I mean, it's August. It's a wrap. We, we get it. Um, and I'm a sore loser, you know? I'm tired of losing these bets. I'm just... I'm a bad prop better. I mean... It is what it is. You know, now I'm betting Timex. He's not going to do something he says he's going to do. It's just crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I had to clear the air on that. I know he was a little frustrated. I said he took a night off. It was 30 minutes. He got kicked off the court. I mean, <laughs> you know. Timex has the sweetest stroke I've ever seen at the line. <laughs> he, he did do it. You know, I don't know if that first video was a hustle or not, but I don't think it was. So take it, Timex. I'm sorry, buddy. And um, and that's all I had to say about it. I had to say that. Oh man, incredible! I Nick's knew the it was best. worth it, man. Nick's the best. It's too good. It's this always too good. This is what Twitter beef was like before we got to the to the uh, place we're at now. Yeah. I guess people are saying Timex scum me. He didn't scum me. I'm just the worst prop better of all time. <laughs> man, that was great. That was really great. Um, but yeah, the Jonathan Bales one, uh, I believe the bet was that he had to do 1,000 push-ups in... It's like 2,400 or something. Uh, was it 2,400? Mm-hmm. Oh, he had a stupid amount of time, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, 2,400 push-ups in 11 hours. 2,400 push-ups in 11 hours and five minutes, just in case. <laughs> five seems, minutes. Still seems like a lot. Oh, maybe that's just what he competed. Yeah, he had, he had 12 hours. Completes it. He had 12 right, hours. Right. He had 12 hours. 12 hours. This was so 500 push-ups an hour. Listen, this was my math right? No, no, you're just a moron. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be five oh, hours. Two thousand, two thousand push-ups. No, wait, twenty-four hundred push-ups. Oh yeah, in twelve hundred, two hundred push-ups an hour. You got there. Yeah, yeah. these, these push-up bets are such 
like slippery slope bets because they're so subjective. Like, no, no, bro. He could have done these slow with his nose touching the ground really? and beat it by... Uh, the fact that it took him 11 hours and five minutes was him just trying to get future action. I watched somebody do 3,206 push-ups in 60 minutes. Yeah. I, I tried to run this bet when I did P90X for the first time in 2008. I was trying to get odds that I could do 1,000 push-ups in an hour. Mm. What do we consider a push-up? Nick Howard like? did it for fun. Oh, yeah. When I we went to that. Big Bear. Yeah. Really? I was telling him that I was trying to get action on it back in the day when I was doing a ton of push-ups. And he's <laughs> like, I think that's doable. I go, I think it's doable. But, like, people kept telling me about, like, lactic acid and all this other bullshit. And, like, it just seemed hard and I couldn't get a good price. So I never did. He goes, I'll do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yep. all right, go ahead. And I watched him. And... You know, some of the push-ups were maybe questionable. Like, if we were betting, like, maybe I would have forced him to keep going or whatever. But, like, he knocked out a 1,000 in an hour. Wow. Or maybe it was 90 minutes. I think we might have done 90 minutes, something like that. In any event, this guy has to do two and a half times that amount in 10x the time. Yeah. It's like, where, where? Take my money, please. Yeah. Where can I lay the wood on this one? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it got off the ground, like, super quick. And there wasn't really much uh, on the don't side. So you couldn't really get a ton of action down. This, this, was, this was a bigger layup than uh, the Trump renomination, I think. Wait. Talking Trump, about prop bets. Yeah. Trump didn't somebody have to dunk the last week? Yeah. That, that never happened. That didn't happen. So Matt, like, Matt's free rolling. I gained a bunch of weight, but I wanted to, so I'm okay with it. He's free, I'm free rolling, but I still have not stepped in the gym. I haven't jumped. No, in, like you're actually dead. I, I haven't jumped in four or five yeah. years, but we're still going to give it a shot. I'm at least going to attempt. Wait, you, you didn't even try? No, I never really, never really like went out there and tried. Yeah, should at least that, try. That, you're six foot well, fucking no, four. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> in Rob's gym, there's a ten foot thing where I can get like half of my hand over it. I knew I actually could still not dunk a ball because I couldn't even do it with form. Yeah, but you might. Uh, I will. I'll, I'll give you a small reprieve. Um, I am going to attempt to dunk at some point. I can promise you that before the World Series starts. Wow. If you. I'll give you a, a free roll in, in return. If I can. Yeah. So I can't lose. Like, we're at a point now where I can't lose the bet. Correct. Right. But you can wash the bet if you dunk and I dunk. Or sorry, you, you can wash the bet. Like, you can, have me, you can have me playing for nothing if you dunk. Beforehand? If I get there beforehand? Or even, like, the same day. Like, sure, if, sure, if we sure. walk in the gym and you dunk. Oh, now, I got you're saying. All now right. I'm just. Bro, I'm, not, I'm not sweating you dunking a basketball, Matt. That's a mistake. <laughs> Look, you're 41. Don't get, don't you're over get, the hill. You have a torn ACL. Why you know? do you do this to yourself, Landon? I'm going to take $2,000 from you if you keep talking. No, but like, yeah. it's okay. You know, like you have other things to do. You're playing Airball Rick. You I know? am playing Airball Rick, and uh, I'm, I'm going to also just be doing calf raises in the corner. <laughs> While he takes his breaks? Yeah, every fucking mm. 35 minutes, I'm going to be doing four minutes worth of calf raises. That's what you take your breaks for. All right. I didn't want to have to do it. We're going to have to do it, though. I would love to see you do it. I can write that off on the IRS, right? <laughs> the tax write-off? I mean, it's an L. Yeah. It's definitely an L. Lost 2K to Matt Berkey. He jumped high. <laughs> <laughs> so I saved one of the craziest prop bets for last, uh, and it's one of the older ones that I imagine nobody in this room is really going to remember, um, but maybe. Uh, Ashton Griffin, back in 2009, I think, uh, won 300k running an. I they call it an ultra, but it, it it was I think it was 70 74 miles. Four miles, yeah. Ultra is 100. 100, plus. right? Um, 
<clears throat> but he ran 74 miles on a treadmill with no preparation whatsoever and laid three to one odds. He laid three to one. So he odds. just had to be on it at a certain speed, or he had to finish during a certain time, or what was the? He had twenty four hours. There's a huge difference, right, between the um, a treadmill and actually doing it out in the. Yeah, street. I mean, well, there's a difference. Uh, I don't want to go so far as to say huge, huge as to imply like what he accomplished wasn't incredible. Oh no, right for sure. I mean, he ran seventy four miles on treadmill or no treadmill. But, yeah. Um. I would think that, and I would also think that it would, um, the, the difference would be greater the more mileage, right? So like, yeah. Right? Yeah, if you're, yeah. if, you know, running a There's mile. There's a lot of wear and tear and right. like There's not a pavement. lot of difference running a, a mile on a treadmill and a mile on the street, but right. 74 miles would be a lot different. Yeah, I, I mean the other thing is that there's no elevation change or mm -hmm. uh, incline decline. Yeah, and like I feel like these ultras, they, they end up being like rough terrain. Not oh, just, for sure. Right? It's for not sure. just like running on the but street. But also people who are like ultra marathon runners can do 124 hours, no problem. Like yeah. if you listen to like guys like Goggins, they're doing mm -hmm. it at like 19. Yeah. Um, and that's not to undermine this achievement at all. No. Like this is ridiculous. No. So the, the backstory is... could do it. No, of course not. The backstory <laughs> is that uh, Asher, or, or sorry, Ashton was a college wrestler, I believe. Uh, for sure a high school wrestler, maybe a college wrestler, I'm not sure. Um, got into the high stakes... Uh, poker world for for a spell uh, in the early to mid 2000s and somehow uh, oh he was also a okay yeah so he was a college wrestler and a high school cross country runner so he has the capacity uh, and wrestlers fucking train like psychopaths for what it's worth like the wrestlers in college they would like do five mile runs as warm ups uh, they used to in Erie they used to run down to uh, the peninsula which was a 13 mile track. Once you got there, uh, it was also probably like, you know, 10 miles off campus. Mm -hmm. So they would run to the peninsula, do the 13 mile loop and then run back once a week. Like that was Jeez. just weekly training, like put in a marathon basically. Yeah. Uh, it might've been a six mile loop. So I, I don't remember. It ended but, up being like 20 some miles. Yeah. So, something yeah. along those lines. They were basically like doing marathon training once a week. Like they were just absolute fucking sickos. So they, they certainly have it in them. Um, at the time, he was rooming with Hasib. I'm not going to even attempt his last name because <laughs> it is hard. Uh, who was a full tilt red pro, um, and they had initially started the bet where Ashton was laying three to one on 70k. So he was risking 210 to win 70. And I guess as uh, People don't remember, but like this was a huge story back in the day. Like I wasn't a big two plus tour, but there were threads upon threads upon threads about this with like the discourse back and forth between Ashton and his roommate, like how the bet escalated. Ashton was apparently like hung over when he decided to take the bet. Like no prep whatsoever, no carb loading, no hydrating, nothing along those lines. Just, Just get like on and go. hopped on the treadmill and decide. <laughs> and then the last part about it was by the time they were done negotiating, so they continued to add more money as the bet progressed he finally got it to a point where i think he was risking uh like 800k to win 210 um but by the time they got to that point it, the 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 lore was that he had his bankroll on the table this was case money he was risking that he was going to complete this fucking uh like if he lost the 800k was all he was worth right um and he just fucking went for it i i just remember being so enamored by this bet when it happened because it's like the idea of 
we should just do hard things is so intoxicating to me. It's like, it's so provocative and it's so intriguing of like, yeah, man, like we don't push ourselves enough in life. Like we don't, we don't explore the outer limits of what we're capable of. And I'm not really a person who's like motivated by money. So the idea of prop bets uh, pushing me to do this type of stuff has never been really all that appealing, but I understand the people that are motivated by money and it's sick what they're able to fucking accomplish. Yeah. Like, Hey, have you ever ran 70 miles in a day before? No. All right. Will you do it for 200,000 where if you don't, you lose your entire net worth? Right. Yeah. There's yeah. Like, there, I'm fucking in. It's like, what? There's like enough adrenaline on the lot. Like if he's, if he was doing it for like a 10 K bet, he might not have been able to make it. Maybe because almost no shot. Right. Because under the, those the, conditions, the, you wake right. up hungover, not yeah. hydrated, not, right. not fed. Like, like whatever you give up, but now your whole bankroll's on the line. The adrenaline is just kicking in because you know the alternative of losing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like some real sick stuff. He's quoted in the article saying, I had no idea I was going to do anything of that nature the night before. In fact, I hit my head extremely hard on a seat driving or diving for a t-shirt at a Heat Magic game. And I had six drinks at Wolfgang Gartner, uh, at the Wolfgang Cart- Gartner concert at the House of Blues in Orlando. Just uh, going ham the night before. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. Dude, can we please bring up the footage of Hastings and uh, Sean Winter at the gym? Oh my God, I totally forgot about that one. That was a great prop too. Jeez. Uh, I don't remember, I, I, I don't know enough about like what they were actually betting, but it was that it's Sean could bench. It's like a bench press bet. <laughs> it was like, I, I think it was 285 pounds or 315 pounds, something along those lines. That bro, bro can't bench 315. Yeah. Sean, Sean Sean's strong. Really? Sean is strong, dude. Man, because I, I only say that because I looked, I remember the video and the, it just fell on him. No, it fell sideways. <laughs> he dumped the weight, but he was drunk. Oh, that's was, it's just, oh my God. You know how much weight 315 pounds is to yeah, bench it I get all, it. let it's alone a fucking drunk? Ton. Uh, yeah, I, God. I don't know Do if that video, video exists anywhere, but gotta, uh, to paint the picture while Landon looks for it. Oh my God. Uh, they were, I, I, th- I assume it was like the Hard Rock Gym, but they were in Florida and somebody prop bet Sean that he couldn't bench press this obscene amount, like 285 or 305, something along those lines, uh, drunk. And <laughs> there's just footage in the gym. It starts with a shot of Hastings in the corner of the gym doing like dumbbell curls. <laughs> Just buy him lonesome, and then it pans to Sean on the bench press, trying to get this house of a weight off of his chest until finally, like as he's halfway up there, he just dumps it sideways. It was really, uh, really quite the entertaining. Bet. Like a real good way to get yourself very injured. When you're drunk, what do you care? You know. Also, it's like when you're drunk. That's like uh, you know how you know how like if if you're falling or whatever, the worst thing you could do is try to break your fall. So, like, the idea of, like, if you pass out or whatever, you, you sustain less injuries because your body's relaxed. Right. Kind of the same thing, you know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're drunk. Man, well, I can only imagine the shit that you've, you would have gotten into. If I drank? Like, if you ever drank, yeah. I'd like, probably the be prop in bets, bad shape, man. The, the, I can fucking dunk this basketball right now. I would then... be so easy to go. <laughs> yeah. I would right. be so easy oh, to go into God, anything so, if yes, I was drunk. So easy. Yeah. <laughs> we could all be rich. <laughs> Yeah. That's Good that's definitely a fact. Definitely get him good. Get him drinking. Yep. It would not. It would not take much nope. to provoke me. No, not at all. I'm I'm very certain of that. I did. Oh, I did do uh, one memorable prop bet that I remember. Um, we were at a SeaWolves game when I was. We, I think we had already graduated college. Um, I don't even remember how it came about, but there was a kid there that I think played at a rival college or something along those lines, uh, and they had a they had a speed gun. 
And those things are always like way off mm-hmm. uh, because they don't. The, the, the best way to gun is like from behind the catcher. Um, and I guess the second best way would be from actually behind the person throwing. But they would always have them like on an angle. So they're catching the ball well after it's released right. from, from your hand. Uh, so usually they're like, you know, four to five miles an hour slow. And I kind of knew that coming in. Uh, and the high, the, the, the high mile per hour, I think at that point was like 81 or something along those lines. Um, but the trick is, uh, or not, not trick, but like you can get a little bit more of an accurate measurement the, um, the closer the, to the gun you are when you're releasing the ball. That makes right? sense, right, yeah. And you're not like throwing off the mound. So you can obviously throw harder with like a crow hop and, and things of that nature. Like I only threw, you know, 84, 85 from the mound, but I could probably hit like upper 80s uh, with, with a crow hop. hop. Yeah. So this kid who is like a pitcher at the rival score or whatever, he's there like, you know, going through his windup and he's topping out at like 79, 80, like trying to break the high score. And I just remember betting him $20 that I could set the new high score, which to me wasn't a lot of money, but like, you know, to college kids, that was a ton. Yeah. And I remember just like getting up there, seeing that the gun is like off in the upper left-hand corner and just being like, okay, I'm going to crow hop and I need my release to be like right at the line where the gun is. And I just come in and I just pop it for 86 yep. right away. <laughs> and just turn around and walk off. <laughs> it's like, like, oh man, that leaf. felt good. And then my arm was just hanging. Yeah. No warm up, nothing. No, I'm just right, like walking around like, fuck, that was so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Not worth $20. Not worth 20. <laughs> oh man. That was uh that was my baseball career in a nutshell. Throw as hard as you can, <clears throat> fight through the pain. Once the pain goes numb, then we just get through the inning. I will say you did give me a pretty good time, but I did wreck you in our mile bet. Oh yeah, that, uh, I surprised big, myself with big that. Big fish actually. bet there. What, wait, what do you mean? I bet I, him that he couldn't run a mile in under seven. Oh yeah, yeah under seven that. minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Uh, party did it in like six, man? No, I understand. <laughs> Look, seven is no feat, but if you literally have never ran, which Having seen his form, I would have guessed that he had never ran. Uh, Don't make this about me. Most seven's going to be a pretty good line. Like most people are still going to be able to do it, but like you know, yeah. the idea of like falling under and running seven twenty, seven thirty, it's it's totally reasonable. Do you know about a swimming bet between Bill and Miz, Mizzy? Mm-mm. Uh, apparently, they had a swimming bet. There was a bet Huck C did way back in the day. Oh yeah, I heard about where that. he bet that he could spend <laughs> I think twelve hours in a body of water emerged up to his shoulders oh. and Helmuth bet him 50k so uh huck put on a wetsuit and went into the ocean and just like sat down with the water up to his shoulders quit after three hours oh, man. i was gonna say he yeah. can if he can shred water for 12 hours that's insane well, you don't have to tread no, you, you just have, have to stand to... in it oh you just have to stand there yeah. yeah but think about it you have the current pulling you and like yeah, no i mean he, i'm not saying it's easy just do it in the, a pool no yeah, it you could have but like, easier right it would have been easier but still uh, Almost an impossible bet. Huck is like one of those demented humans that like you really don't want to bet. He wanted to do the thirty or the thirty day dark bet for uh, like way less money. Yeah, like I said, exactly, <laughs> like a cheeseburger. <laughs> it's he like yeah, like he sees it's like a darkness retreat. Yeah, some people literally go on like darkness retreats. Just... Yeah, but like those darkness retreats are like twenty four hours or yeah. like forty eight. It's it's not fucking well. What did what did Aaron Rodgers do? I think he did like two or three days in the dark. Did he? Yeah, before making the decision whether or not he was going to go to the Jets. Obviously didn't help. He came to the wrong conclusion. Jesus, Chauncey. Well, well, we're not, we're not giving up all that we're shit bad. for they want. That's what you think. Wow, another another dinger, huh? 12. 12 runs. 
I, I tweet, so it's so funny because I, I, I tweeted like, I don't know, maybe like 20 minutes ago. I said, the pirates are good. That's the tweet. And then someone said, aren't you doing a podcast right now? <laughs> and somebody else responded. They said, it's 19 games into the season. He said, they're, they're still going to finish in the basement of the division. And my immediate reaction was to respond with, bet me. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know this person you know, from Adam. but I mean, uh, I, I think that's yeah. a good bet to make. The right. Reds are... Red certainly worse yeah. in spite of what conrad thinks you based kill off my of action here man <laughs> nobody watches this podcast That's bro. True. it's okay yeah. this is the podcast that nobody watches we just Con- kind of come here every day just to speak to the void Con- conrad saw three innings of a reds game and he's just like they're fucking good man they hit the ball they're good i think they're gonna be better than what we think they're 7 and 11 but i think they can get it together by we you Would just you like mean to you. wager yeah, no, do you think they'll be shit. better than the Pirates? No, I, I'm a, the Pirates are my number three team this year. I told you guys. Yankees, do Mets, you think Pirates. Finish better, oh, do you guys. think they'll finish better than last in the AL, or NL Central? Yes. Yes. No, the Reds. Oh, the Reds. Oh, who else is in your division? Who cares? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, bet yeah. me. Yeah, sure. 100 bucks, guy. <laughs> oh, my God. 100 bucks. Cubs suck. Um, okay, hundred bucks. Wait, can you I? Ha- I, I, ha- I have the Reds. <laughs> I want some. I'll give you some. Relax. I have the rest of the division. You have. I have the Reds finishing last. You have the rest of the division. Okay, cool. Um, also, um, <laughs> fuck. Another what CSA. Yes, there was another CSA, but I lost it. God damn it! Please tell me it's Jay Nandez. Jay Nandez. Jay Nandez. No, it wasn't Jay Nandez, but it was good, and I forgot it. All right, we'll go on. I don't know if there's anything else to go on to. I just made free money. Oh, fuck. We've been here long enough. <laughs> <laughs> we, we stayed here long enough for me to get my $100 worth of good prop in. And uh, I just love rooting against you for are. a year. They have a sword in the dugout. Yes, they do. Wait, yeah. really? It's yeah. a Zoltan. Yeah, it's their sword. They bust it out every time they hit a home yeah, run. God right. damn it. I had a CSA and I forgot it. Well, you know, we'll save, save it for tomorrow. We'll save it for oh, tomorrow. What are we going to do oh, without man. the CSA? We'll have a Conrad announcement tomorrow for Guess all you guys. Guess the show is ruined. Don't. Friday. My boy Thesaurus is on here. That's right. He's going to come spitting hot fire. We got it popping. Maybe we can get a tortoise Another in the main. Hit. Talk, talking, <laughs> about the, uh, talking about the rap battle streets. We can maybe get another verse added to the tortoise in the main. We're all here for that. Um, be sure to check out the new season of Poker Out Loud. If you haven't already, it's on solvefory.io. Also, uh, let us know what your favorite prop bets were throughout the, uh, the dawn of the poker history. There's a lot of them dating way, way back to the Doyle ages that uh, we didn't even get a chance to cover. So be sure to like, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what prop bets you've been involved in. What ones you'd like to see take place. While my man Sean Deeb's out there trying to lose half of his body and win a million dollars for himself. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back here tomorrow noon. As always, I promise you the pirate game will be turned off tomorrow. You're going to have LaManna fully engaged. They play, the, they play in the evening tomorrow. They're always a smart ass. We'll see you guys then. Later, squad. Peace.